Hello everyone, Katie Ganderton here, also known as Tenacious Kate, and your host of this podcast. This podcast is about being tenacious in all aspects of our lives, and there is nowhere else I would rather be. I have left my full-time career as a dental hygienist to become a stay-at-home mom with multiple residual income revenues, being a keynote speaker, and going after goals I want and living out life on my terms 10 years later, and now getting to teach that forward so that you can embody tenacity and stop staying in that comfort zone. This podcast is for you. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Rise with Tenacity. My name is Katie Ganderton, also known as Tenacious Kate. And I have another awesome guest for you this week. Her name is Kelly Howard. And you guys, this woman knows how to adventure. And just, I, if you go to her profile and you look and see all of the journeys that she's taken, it, you're going to be so amazed at these trips that she goes on and, and does all this whitewater kayaking. It's absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to share more with you. But first, let me talk to you a little bit about if you're new here listening to Rise with Tenacity, um, the goal of this podcast and why this has changed into what it is today is because I've learned through my through, through the 25 plus years in the industry that I'm currently in that one of the biggest impacts that I see people have improvement with is by hearing other people's journeys, other people's stories. And so for me, it's really important to share how other women have risen with tenacity, have overcome those obstacles to have the success that they have today, because you might be walking one step behind that, what someone that you hear on this podcast, or maybe you're walking right alongside in the same journey and, and you need that um, motivation. You need to have that kind of that push that if they can do it, I can do it too. And so that is my hope for you is to find that grit and that tenacity to overcome those obstacles and, and have that success for whatever that means to you. And so with that, you guys, I'm going to introduce you to our guest today. Her name is Kelly Howard, and she isn't just a fitness consistency expert. She's a vibrant dash of adventure and an ardent advocate for women on their fitness journey, especially if they have, haven't journeyed in a while. She has over 25 years in the field, um, and Kelly specializes in guiding busy women through an often daunting path to fitness consistency. And how many of you guys have been on that roller coaster of fitness, right? And it's, I don't know, I, it's definitely a roller coaster for a lot of people. And so Kelly brings warmth, relatability, honesty, and a touch of humor to every conversation, demystifying fitness and focusing on fun. And I will tell you, when you go to her Facebook page, she has a lot of fun. Okay. So she knows that strength, confidence, and adventure empower us and pushing past comfort zones leads to living a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. Um, through her popular, popular podcast, Fit is Freedom, coaching retreats, online courses, and interactive events, Kelly has sparked life-changing transformations for thousands of women. A seasoned media personality, she regularly appears on podcasts and television, even creating the Fox TV Outdoor Houston Adventure Series. Kelly may call Houston, Texas home, but she is a global adventurer at heart, often found kayaking rivers and exploring trails around the world. Um, and one cool thing that she has coming up, um, Kelly has a much anticipated fitness consistency book that is going to debut on June 21st. So next, what are we at? May 31st. If you guys are, this is obviously recorded before you guys are hearing it. So by the time you get this podcast, her book 
will have released. So she's debuting this book June 21st, 2023. So keep an eye out um, for the title and cover reveal to come up in early June. So if you follow her on her Facebook, she will have that there. By the time this podcast is out, you'll be able to catch that with her. So welcome Kelly to our show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I am too. And I just looking at your feed, it lights me up with excitement because I just feel like sometimes people think about fitness as a daunting task. Like I love fitness. I'm very much in my routine. I go to the gym every single morning. Um, but there's so much more out there and variety out there that I feel like we lose sight of, you know, when we go on vacation, when we think about maybe later years in our lives, maybe when we think about, um, I don't want to go to the gym. What are some other varieties to make fitness fun. And I feel like you have like honed it in perfectly and which is, which is what we want to hear today. And so, um, I want to know how did this all start with you with becoming this adventure? How did this all, what happened in order for you to say, I need to do this. And this is what needs to happen for me to move forward. Tell us oh, how this started. Fun question. So it depends on how far back you want to go, right? <laughs> I, I have, um, I, I was never somebody who did sports in school or anything like that. But early on, I got into, I got into sailboat racing. And then after that, after sailboat racing, I started racing um, long distance on skates. And that was lots and lots of fun. And then I bought a company and that was an outdoor adventure company. And I knew nothing. Okay. Like I didn't even have a bike at the time. So <laughs> You'll hear in the world that, you know, all you have to do is just be a little bit better than, you know, the people you're working with, right? So, oh, I could tell stories of all the silly things I did, but basically I just learned on the go. And I, I got really serious about hiking. I got really serious about backpacking. I got serious about cycling. I became like a long distance cyclist. And along the way, I also took up something I've always thought is I've always thought that you should, you should do things that scare you. I mean, not things that terrify you, but <laughs> things that, you know, push you past that comfort zone. And I am, I am still am to some degree afraid of, of water, big water. And so someone said, oh, you need to learn how to kayak. I was like, oh, okay. And I show up and I realize that we're not kayaking. We're getting in these little bitty boats. We have a skirt on that attaches us to a boat. And then we have to get in like waves and we're going to get flipped over. And I was terrified terrified like you know it took years to get out of my lizard brain but all of that just kind of like one thing led to another and now this is what i do i love it yeah but it, but it, but one of the things that i loved and if you're listening like you she jumped and figured it out you like you didn't analyze it you didn't go through and having to have all the details figure out and get everything done you figured it out along the way and now I mean, just look at all the amazing skill sets that you have and that you can teach and train on and you provide um, amazing trips for these other, for these groups of people. Um, But look where you started. And I think that that's a really, really imperative um, thing to mention because I think a lot of people sometimes just get frozen because they feel like they have to have all their ducks in a row, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's true. You, it's easy to analyze. Like, mm-hmm. if I had my druthers, 
<laughs> I love marketing. I love marketing. It's one of those things I love. If I had my druthers with the book that I'm just, that, that's just now coming out, I would never have written the book. I would have just like marketed the book, right? Because it's been eons since I've written a book. And so I thought, well, how am I going to do this? And then I just tried, you know, tried a couple of different things, did some different things, work didn't work. And eventually you figure it out. Mm -hmm. And we're very, very lucky because we have the internet. We have all these smart people out there in the world. We've got everybody that we can learn from. And it's like you said in the very beginning, we learn from stories. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of what I do is I go out and I find the stories of the people who have already done it. And then you also go out and find the people who are really, really good. Uh -huh. like people will say to me still, you still take kayaking lessons? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, I'm always looking for the top dogs out there that are teaching things. And then I go and take classes from them. And so you learn and then you grow. Um, yes. Well, and that's another great point that you that you bring up is the coaching. And like, no matter where you are in business, you need a coach. You should always be looking for improvement. And, you know, um, I know with the success that I've had, I like even though I'm at, you know, a top level in the company, I still want to improve. I still seek better and to improve more and to coach it's because it, it not only helps myself, but it's going to help those people that I have an impact on. And so same with you with like the kayaking, I feel like it's going to better you because now you're going to have a, maybe a, a different skill to teach down to somebody, um, you know, a technique or something that might work best for them that maybe you haven't explored before. And I, I don't know, I think there's a lot of ho-hum around hiring coaches and that's, but I do think the right coach makes all the difference. I, I do too. And I've, I have been very, very fortunate. I mean, I hire coaches for business. I hire coaches for, you know, pleasure. Um, what I, you know, for play and the right coach makes the biggest difference. I've hired coaches before that were just amazing people, but they didn't have that ability to take somebody further along. So yes, like, you know, always looking, always looking for a coach that, that can take you further along. And I have different coaches, right? Yeah. It's not like my business coach. She doesn't know anything about the retreats I lead. Right. So, you know, it's, it's finding those right people. And, and I guess that if I think about it, if I really think about it, the, what a coach does is they put you to a level where you weren't before, and then they let you stay there and figure it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. Because, you know, once we try something, um, you know, anytime you stretch, anytime mm -hmm. you push past the comfort zone, anytime you try something new, you never come back to that person you were before. Right. So it's, you're always, it's almost like leapfrogging your yeah. way through everything so, we do. Well, and that, it's really true. And one, I, um, I guess that I had on earlier in the week, she had mentioned coaches as almost like compounding time, you know, where it's just like, they kind of compound the time for people and take, take out some of those slices to get you to like what you said that those levels and to turn and say, okay, like you're up here now, now there's got to be different adjustments. How are you going to adjust to stay at these levels? How are you going to, what's going to change? How are you going to tweak this? How are you going to, 
you know, maintain all of those different things. And um, I love that. I love that. I, I do love what you said, though, is they kind of take you there. And then it's like, OK, it's, you got to figure Fly. it out. <laughs> Fly. You, you you know, right. I mean, compounding time, that's I've never thought about that way. But like one of the programs I work with women on, it's a 12 week accelerator program. Right. So you've got 12 weeks. And if you think about it, that's really what we're doing myself and my team is we're just taking them and we're taking 12 weeks and going, okay, let's squeeze it all in. Yeah. You don't need to make the mistakes because we've got your hand. So don't worry about your making mistakes. You're going to know what to do from the beginning. And we're just going to show you yeah. and help you along the way and say, whoops, you might want to do this a little differently. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of 12 weeks, wow, the changes. It's yeah. not 12 weeks worth of change. It's a year's worth of change, right? Like right. That's what happens. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly when you're thinking about it in the compounding time, it's instead of imagine them not hiring a coach and having to figure those steps out or, or to go through all the processes of, of the, you know, ups and the downs and the objections and overcoming and the mindset and doing all those things. It's like, we're, we're here. Let, let our wisdom speak for itself and let us Come, we're going to yeah. push this down for you um, and yes. eliminate a lot of the fluff and let you excel at a lot, much faster pace. It's, it is true. And I can tell you, I have a client who is in her early seventies mm -hmm. and she's a very, very, very smart woman. She's a very successful woman. And when she came into the program, she said, you know what? I could figure all of this out on my own mm -hmm. without a doubt, but why would I bother? <laughs> how much time is it going to take me? And I went, you know, you're right about that. Like, of course, anyone can figure these things out. Yeah. But why bother? Well, and that's exactly why, why, if you can eliminate, if you can take out yeah. that, you know, it's almost like in my business, we take out the middleman and from product to, to the consumer. So it's almost like with coaching and you're taking out, <laughs> you're, like you're taking out, here's the success to here's the beginning. And all in between here is like the fluff and the journey and the painstaking things. And it's like, no, drop the coach in, let's cut this out and, and smash them together. It just makes it so much, it makes it much, too much. When you think about it that way, you just, it's like, why would you not want to cut that out? Right. I, I don't know. But, but again, everybody, you see a lot, I know a lot of people do like free, which there's nothing wrong with free, but I do think free only gets you so far. Um, because it's a lot of high level, high level stuff at free. Um, and I, and I think you've probably experienced that. I know I've experienced that where it's like, okay, there's only so many YouTube videos you can watch. There's only so many things like you really need to get in with somebody's hands into your stuff, into your, into life, into business, into whatever it is the coach is geared towards to, to kind of get into the messiness of that, of how individualized coaching really, really is because there's no cookie cutter way to coach one, to coach every single person. Right. True. So true. Yeah, I love it. Well, I want to know in your journey that you've had, and the next question is going to be specific to like today's time frame. I want to ask you generally overall of your time, what has been the greatest struggle in business that you have had and how did you overcome it? So this, this one's an interesting one for me because, so I, I had the company, the adventure company, and I sold it because I just knew that I wanted to work with women. I wanted to work with women closer 
and really like, you know, go from, from A to Z, right? So I've, I've got this company. It's very successful. I sell it. I'm perfectly happy about that. And now I'm going to start on my new project. And really, truly, honestly, like anybody looking at me right now would just crack up. But I thought, eh, this will take me maybe a couple of months to get up and running and profitable, right? I mean, how hard could it be? What happened was I didn't take into consideration the whole idea of what they call imposter syndrome. Mm. So strange because I came from a company that I was like, I was top of the dog. Like, yeah. I had the biggest adventure company in the country and people would come to me and ask me, you know, how to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden here I am starting over. And why would anyone talk to me? Like I've never done this before. And it was so strange. It really took me, I mean, <laughs> honestly, slow learner. It probably took me a year mm -hmm. to get to the point where I always maybe, okay, let's be, let's be honest. It probably took me a year and a half to get to the point where all of a sudden I went, oh, okay, I've got this. I know what I do. I know that I help. But that strange little piece of those 18 months was, it just threw me off. It threw me into such a tizzy that I almost didn't even carry through. It, it really surprised me. Do you think it's, is it because there was there a drastic difference from the adventure company to what you were starting or is it just because it was totally new and you were you it was almost like yeah you were starting over but were they different industries or was it simply because it was there's a, a whole bunch of other people in in that realm that you were starting in and what what's going to set you apart or what would you say it was so good question and I'm saying good question because I have to pause for a second and get my brain around it. <laughs> what happened? And it was a good question. So I remember that I was at a conference for um, women entrepreneurs. And I realized that I didn't know how to say what I did. That was probably the first piece was I really didn't know how to say what I did. I'm not just a coach, really. I mean, mm -hmm. and and I didn't really feel comfortable saying, oh, I'm a coach because it's not really what I do. I mean, it's a, what I do is a little different. Like what I do is fitness consistency. So I show someone how to get there and then I work with them to figure out what's going to be, what are, what's going to make it fun for you? What's going to make it actionable? So mm -hmm. it's a little difference. And, and when I finally came up with, like, I think, I think it was in a dream, literally, I woke up and I was like, oh, you're a fitness consistency expert with a touch of adventure. And when I added that adventure to it, all of a sudden, everything came together because it's how I see myself. And I think before I was kind of seeing myself as, um, you know, buttoned up uh -huh. <laughs> someone who showered every day. <laughs> when you say with a touch of adventure, you're like, oh, well, <laughs> maybe every other day. <laughs> right? All drop. <laughs> yes. But I love that because I, I know there's listeners on here that don't know how to say what it is that they do. And, you know, if you, I mean, if you would have any tip on how to help someone figure that piece out or 
what would be like one or two Ooh, questions okay. they ask themselves? Yeah. Like, Let's think about go. this for a second because I know yeah. where, where I know where you're going. And I'm so one, <laughs> rely on your intuition. <laughs> That's <laughs> one. Two, I think that I kept I kept writing down words that I thought what I do, right? Like I really am good about I give possibility to people. I give hope to people, right? But those yeah. are those are soft, fluffy words. Yes. They they don't really say anything. Um, when I started really diving in and going, okay, like what who am I? Well, I am I am someone who will always do adventures. Like yeah. that's one of my North Stars okay. is being able to do that stuff. So who am I? Because whatever I do, I'm bringing me to the table, right? Mm -hmm. So it has to be, it has to be a touch of me. And then the other thing was, was what what is something that people want in that in that space where you live work-wise mm -hmm. what is it that they want and then test it like i tested a lot of stuff okay okay like even like i can say like the book title i tested the book title a lot and it was interesting to me to see you know what, what words rang and what words didn't because if you're not if you're not touching the words that touch your clients, then it doesn't matter how good you are. It really doesn't. Okay. I like that a lot. And so, because sometimes, you know, we hear people, you hear it mentioned, like you need to have your 30 second elevator pitch. You need to have, you need to be able to spout it off like that. And I find that's really hard for a lot of people because often they become rambling rows and it's, you know, oh, I, I, I sell this product. I sell this, I do this. I, and then I also coach this and this is what we do. And this is my business and this is our business model. And the, you're just like, oh my God, that's exhausting. You know? So I feel mm -hmm. like this is a really important piece because it also gives you almost like an identity and it, it helps you to a good word. narrow down the people that you're, that you're, that you're drawing into you that are able, they're able to search you, you know, in a sense, instead of like you had mentioned, I give hope, you know, it's like, I've heard, you know, I hear the word hope dealer, but I don't know if people are searching for hope dealer, you know, right. it, as opposed to like, Hey, adventure, people search for an adventure, you right. know? So, but you've given yourself that identity for people to be able to say, Oh, I can relate. I can relate to this person, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think that that's really important. So I love that kind of the, who am I? Cause ultimately you are hundred percent bringing yourself to that table. So I, I think that these are really important. If you're a listener and you're struggling in this area, hit rewind and go write those questions down. You know um, what is it that people want in that area? What is it that you, who are you, what do you bring to that table? Um, you know, your, what are your passions, that kind of stuff. Um, I think that those are so important. So I, I love that, that, it, that is a struggle, but I, you've narrowed it down, which is great. And that brings us to the next question of currently, what, what is a challenge that you face at this moment? Cause that's the grant. That was the bigger one over time. What is one that you see yourself facing? And I wouldn't necessarily say it's a problem, but what is a current challenge maybe that you're kind of overcoming at this immediate moment? Hmm. So challenges, let me think for a second. Um, <laughs> One challenge is that 
I, I always have to slow myself down. Like I like to move fast. I like to have a lot of stuff going on, but I have learned that I'm much better if I'm very, very focused. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was Atomic Habits where he said that they did the study between someone who was multitasking, someone who was smoking pot, and someone who was doing something else. And that they found that the multitasker had the least used brain, right? Their brain was all over the place. So I'm always wanting to bring myself back to something very specific. And if I was to say, what is my biggest challenge right now? It's getting this book out the door so that I can start really, really touching with new clients because all my current clients I know are taken care of. Yeah. But reaching out and getting new clients, I put on a hold simply because I want to be done, clear and ready to move forward. So, yeah. I love that. But the focus, I mean, that's, I, I love that and compartmentalizing, you know, what you have going on. Um, and it's, it's funny. Cause you, I think you hear, you hear women all the time, multitasking. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all this. And it's like, but how effective is it? <laughs> you know, Cause I love to say that I can multitask and I can do all these things, but then I'm like, what did I do with my day? And what was what, you know, like when it comes down to it, if you really don't get that much done when we say we are that multitasker. So the focus is so key and atomic. I love that book. It's such a fantastic. It is a great book. And, you know, and I have learned, like, I, I like to use myself as kind of a guinea pig. So I'll watch myself and how I act and react to things. And I have tested it and the multitasking versus this versus just straight focus. And every time you switch a task, your brain gets a little bit tired. I don't know a better word for it. It's just like, ah, geez, here we are again, Kelly. What's going on? And, and so it's really, it's, it's interesting to learn to stop regroup and then switch if you need to yeah versus just like going from one tab to the next well and i heard i remember where i heard it it was um oh, it was one of my coaches that i use and it was like something that every time you switch tasks it takes your brain nearly 30 minutes to like ref refocus itself get itself back and oriented and into what it is that you were doing or, or what you want to be doing. And so I just thought about that with like, how many, how many moms do you hear? Like, Oh, I, I, I stopped and had to do the laundry and Oh my gosh, I had to pick up my office before I could do any work. And I'm like, you don't want to see my office right now. It's not like, you just got to get it, get your work done and you can do yeah. all that stuff later. And I, I think that comes down to, I, and what I envision you as a phenomenal time manager. I, I, like, I, I imagine you as having a very time blocked schedule and very task oriented. And I think that that's a big difference that you see with successful people. And so, you know, am I right? Oh yeah, no, <laughs> very task. <laughs> and you know, the other thing that I've learned is that I used to have several tasks for a day. Mm -hmm. I never have more than three tasks for a day now. And, and when I get done, I'm done. I like that. It's a party. Like, I don't say, well, what about if I could just get this one other thing done? I'm like, nope, I'm done. Let's let your brain have a little party and go do something you want to do. And now share with me, what do you think that's done on a couple levels mentally? And then also, um, I want to say, I almost want to say emotionally, because I feel like it's a lot of the mindset piece to it, because there's, 
when you, when you, when we talk about business with, with people, it's, you always hear like this never ending to-do list, right? So with dropping it down to doing the three tasks, I would love to hear more about how much time are you spending with those tasks? Um, and then within those tasks, are there like subcategories that you're doing within the tasks? Oh. So that way it's that. And then what do you, yeah. how do you feel like, what has that done to your psyche, to your emotional state, to just how you're showing up in general? I would love to hear. So the tasks are the three most important pieces for that day. Okay. Right. So, and it could be like writing a book. I'm not going to do it in a day. Right. Right. So, so it could either be finish a chapter. Usually for me, it's a couple hours, you know, if you have three hours to write or something like that at the end of that stop. Um, mm -hmm. So it could be, it could be hour based or it could be, it could be, you know, project based. Um, and some of them are really simple. Like if I'm writing a book one day, then, then maybe something I'm trying to think there was one yesterday on my uh, list that really didn't even count. It was like, oh yeah, contact a client about coming on the podcast. And I'm like, that counts because it does, right? It does. It's yeah. super important. Mm -hmm. So those things matter. And then I was finished yesterday and it was about 2.30 in the afternoon. And I absolutely had that thought, oh, you could get a little bit more done. And then I went, no, it's like telling a little kid that, <laughs> you know, they can go play now. And then you say, well, let me just do one more thing. All it's going to do is make them petulant. Right. Yes. So <laughs> I went, okay. And I just went, and I really, I really dig things around the house, like watered plants, which poor plants, they never get it. Right. <laughs> so, but it was <laughs> fun. It was, it was like, you know, and I told myself, this is, this is my time to do whatever I choose. And then when I got on my, at my desk this morning, I was just fine. Yeah. Straight on knew exactly what was going to happen. So it, that helps me to do it that way. Do you feel like it gives you more clarity over your, over your schedule and just might over your mind? Does you feel it like it does. provides a little more clarity? It does. It really does. Like now I'm a big meditator. Like I'm, I meditate in the morning. Sometimes I meditate at the end of the day. My meditations could be 20 minutes long. They could be three minutes long. So it, it doesn't, it's not time-based, but I do know that by giving yourself, well, I guess two things. One, by making things a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. right? You want something done? What's, what's the saying? Give it to a busy person. Yes. Absolutely, right? Those are the people who get things done. So you squish your time down and say, this is how much time you've got to get this done. Yeah. Almost always it gets done. And if it doesn't, then it goes to the next day. Um, and then the other thing is, is it makes it for me, for me personally, it allows me to, to rest and not rest like, oh, I'm going to sit on the couch. Cause usually my rest includes like, I'm going to go for a hike or I'm going to go for a bike ride or something like that. But it allows me to rest so that then my brain can, you know, be excited for REM sleep, right? So and we don't, we don't need to go into sleep, but as you know, like the better your brain feels, the better your REM sleep, the better your REM sleep, the more creative you are the next day. Yeah. So it all works together. Well, and it, I, yes. And it gives your mind the ability to go be creative again, and instead of the constant spinning, you know, I, I love that. It's such a great, great tip. Um, so what is your dream for your business? What is, and, and I want to know what your, so what's your dream for your business or up, upcoming adventure? And then how are you keeping that in the forefront? 
do you achieve it? Oh, um, let's see. So my dream for my business is, um, hmm. okay, that's a great question. I'm not positive, okay? But there's this little muse running around in my head that says, I'd like to do more retreats. I enjoy doing retreats. I really do. And our retreats aren't big. They're, you know, 10 people, 15, 10 to 15 women mainly. So I wouldn't mind doing a retreat a month. That's, that's always super fun to me. Um, so the, doing the retreats is one thing. And then I just had a brain fart for somebody who says that she's got this relaxed brain. What was the second half of your question? <laughs> <laughs> so it was really like, how are you keeping that at the forefront? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. Um, obviously I'm not. <laughs> uh, so, oh, that's a really good question because the honest to goodness truth is, is I'm not keeping it at the forefront. So I have been so focused on other pieces of the business okay. that I've got this muse over here going more retreats, Kelly, more retreats. And I'm kind of ignoring her. So so yes, thank you. I will tell you how I will keep it on the forefront going forward is that I have a wall um, next to me where I keep like thoughts and, and mm -hmm. ideas. So retreat goes up there, bigger than Dallas, as we say in the South. Mm -hmm. And then the other way I'll do it is that I actually have talked to a couple of companies about helping me with the retreats. I'm going to reach back out to them because it's, it's, <laughs> one of my favorite words is easy. I am looking for easy, um, mm -hmm. not a lot of work. So, yeah. Well, but then it also gets that ball kind of going, you know, it does. which is really nice. I, I love that though. And vision, vision boards, you guys have heard them multiple times. If you're listening, keeping the visions on in front of you is key because your mind is always looking at them. So it's, that's, I, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And so for the audience that is let's say brand new in business, whether no matter what type of business it is, what would be your biggest tip for them or, or words of advice um, that you could share? Ooh, new to business. New, new or okay. yeah, new, or I would almost even say maybe stuck. New or stuck. Okay. Those are great. Okay. So let's start with, let's start with new. So new, um, really? Go back to what we talked about earlier. When, you, when your messaging mm -hmm. says what you do, you are more confident. It's it. just, it just happens, right? Like you can watch somebody who isn't good at their messaging and it's kind of like a puppet. <laughs> they're not quite there. And then someone who knows what their messaging is, boom, they're, they're spot on and it makes you want to talk to them more. So messaging, I think, is important. Uh, one of the funny things is, is that I don't think a website is super important. I mean, most people are like, oh, I got to get my word website done now. Yeah. Throw a one pager up. It doesn't matter. Um, but when you put that one pager up, make sure that you're collecting emails. Yes. People say all the time, oh, yeah, I don't really worry about emails because I've got this big, huge following on social your following on social is only as good as you're out of jail, right? Yeah. I know like one of the biggest people in the marketing world right now, I, I was talking to him the other day and he said, I'm, I'm in Facebook jail. <laughs> and I just 
died laughing. I'm like, well, good thing you, good thing you have an email list. <laughs> well, right, because you don't right? own you don't own social media. You don't. you don't own it, but you own that email list. That's exactly right. You're so valuable. you know, you're always like you're always reaching new people, and then once you once you get started, when you feel stuck, I think really the most important thing you can do is go back to why you did this. Mm-hmm. You, you just really have to, so much of what we do is, it's really a mind game. Whether it's fitness is a mind game, adventure is a mind game, business is a mind game. It's all what we can do to control our brain because our brain, you know, it's having a, its own little thing happening over there. And a lot of times it doesn't want to do the scary things. So you just always bring it back to controlling your brain and you can do that by why am I doing this? And if you don't have a good why, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Really. And and not to be like, I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, it's just, you know, I've had, I had two companies that I sold a number of years ago because I really wasn't having that much fun. Yes. You know? I, and well, so, and I, yes. Oh my gosh. Why bother? Right. Yeah. Life's too short to just fiddle around with something that you're not enjoying. Yeah. And I, it's funny you say that I did have someone that was like, oh, I think I'll start a business. Cause I'm, I just, I have this extra time. I don't really, I'm not really doing anything. And I'm like, that's not why you start a business. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, no couch potato starts a business. Cause they just have extra, like, there's gotta be a drive a yeah. reason for it. It's got to admit you have to have enough pain that you're willing to go through what it takes to make that business a, a success. And, you know, I love one of the things, what was it that you had just mentioned too? the website? Yes. I couldn't agree more when you, you need to talk to people. It's not about like, oh, I'm just going to, everybody's going to go to my website. It's no, you have to have the conversations first and worry about the website later. Cause that's not you know, it's all about communicating with people, yeah. you know, that's the important piece. If you're just starting out is just, you have to start talking to people. Um, yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Great takeaways. And so with, share with us, we're going to um, also put these in, in the show notes um, as well, but share with us where people can find you on social or, or anyway. So can I put it this way after we just said, we well, you don't need a website. <laughs> <laughs> I send everyone to my website um, for anything, whether it's the podcast, um, our socials, or, you know, just to connect. It's fitisfreedom.com. And just, you know, if you just go to fitisfreedom.com, you will be able to reach any of those places. Um, If I'm in Facebook jail, you'll know by clicking and seeing that you can't get to me. But otherwise, that's where you can find me. I love that. And we'll put that in the show notes as well, but it is, you know, but you've also had the success to have the website to be able to direct people. So no, like websites are great, but don't start out wasting time on a website, get yourself talking to people, but we will put all of Kelly's stuff in the show notes. And also too, we also have, this program is sponsored by the grit and grace life. And we've put together a form that if you are thinking about starting a business and you're curious about, well, what is the right type of business for me? Because not every business is a good fit for everybody. And there's different types of businesses. This helps you walk through that process and being able to kind of determine what would be the better fit for you. I mean, you can grab that in the show notes as well. Um, And so we're going to, we're going to wrap this up with our lightning round. These are six super short little questions, 
But what is your, you've already mentioned one amazing book, The Atomic Habits. What is your favorite book? <laughs> I read so much. Like, I swear I read so much. I should have thought of this first. Um, my favorite book right this minute, let me give you that. Um, my favorite book right this minute is actually, um, I should know this. I think it's called Forever Young. It's it's actually a really good book. Forever um, Young. Yeah. Love it. Mark Hyman, who happens to have some several really great books. Okay, perfect. Love that. Um, what's your favorite food? Because I know you're a world traveler, so you have a palate for sure. So I do have a palate, but I'm a vegetarian. So you, <laughs> I miss out on some of those exciting things that happened out there in the world, but just about any vegetable or Mexican food because I'm in Texas. <laughs> yeah, you have Mexican food. Yes, true Mexican food. I love it. All right. And then what is, how many hours do you sleep a night? Eight on a good night seven on a short night. Okay, good, good, good. Um, are you married and do you have children? I have fur babies. Okay. And two, two, uh, two foster fails that I hadn't expected to have. And then I've been in, I'm not married, but I've been in the same relationship with a gentleman for 25 years. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. And I, I think I've seen one of the fur babies cruising around back there. Yes. That was Romeo. I've got Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so cute. Very, very cool. Um, and does he go on the adventures with you? They'll go in. We bought a like a big RV, a traveling trailer for them to be able to go on some of those with us. But they don't go on a lot of them because, okay. you know, yes, <laughs> they're <laughs> a pain. Yes, yes. Right. <laughs> And then our last question before we wrap it up is what is one thing that you would go back and tell your 20 year old self? Ooh. Focus more on what you're doing. At 20, I was someone who read a lot. I, this was <laughs> At 20, it was back in the day when they were, people were doing motivational tapes on cassette, probably at that point. And I would listen, but I didn't believe enough to always follow through. So I would say, trust yourself, go back, listen, follow through, and just keep moving. Just keep moving that. and trust. Listen and follow through. I love that. Um, cause it's, you're so young at 20. I just feel like, oh my gosh, there's so much after 20. I, it's like, oh yeah, but love great, great, great advice you guys. And so, um, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. And thank you to all your listeners. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And you guys, I encourage you go to her website, fitisfreedom.com. Um, find her on social, give her a like, share her content, share her podcast when it comes out, connect with her, go check out her adventures. They are ma marvelous looking like they, I would, I would love to go on one of them. They look fantastic. Um, you know, but connect with her because fitness is fun. It doesn't just have to be the daunting gym daily kind of thing. You can make it so much more. And so, um, you know, great tips today, Kelly. I absolutely loved having you on here. Um, and for our listeners, you guys, Next week, we will have another guest for you. Um, so stay tuned. And until then, have a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you.